Oh my god. I mean, I don't know what issues you're fucking having, but my episode number count has been on point. Then how about you look, post we'll go, the episodes? We'll go back. Wait, I'm going to punch you in the we'll throat. Go 62. Adam's apple throat Here we punch. go. We'll go get my other book. I'm going to scribble on the next page I see. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Mannings, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of Jojo Yarn Martins, a single recent phrase series, starting with the Game of Thrones. As always, I am your feeling better host, Zach, and this is my incorrigible brother, Nate. <laughs> what up? And we talk about Game of Thrones here. You usually. didn't do a voice on your last uh, intro. I know. Well, uh... The last one there that was, you did, there was a because uh, I was sick. Tyrion, I know, yeah. I know it was because you were sick because you had to take. Yeah, that I had to start. do it, it. The little behind the scenes, I, yeah. When I was sick for Tyrion, we I had to try it like three different times. The ao because each time it was coming out like ayo, ayo, and then he got his running start and he he managed. Yeah, it, it was good. Heard, it was good. He couldn't do a voice then, so no voices. So there it is. Well, it's that back. that in itself was its own voice. It oh, was my okay. normal voice, <laughs> but that'll be the only time. It's the worst one they had to mm-hmm. endure yet. Anyway, if you joined us last time, we weren't reading Tyrion. We were re- reading Catelyn Ten. Yes. Ten. Yes. Good job. Guessed it. And we were getting the the other half of the battle that we had started in Tyrion's episode. So we, they were two different battles. Well, but the other half of the plan being executed. It's all essentially like, this is like dynamic movie moment, like in real time. Somebody's sitting there with a watch. like It wasn't the same time. It was. No. It was the exact same day, same hour, same minute, <laughs> everything. No, it, and, it, obviously they were a couple yeah. days apart, but what I meant by the same battle is that the, the trick that happened... and Was in two parts. And, and hard to... It can be hard to pick up on your first read-through that actually they're, they're laying a pretty decent trap here, and, and sort of the intent of it hey, is, to capture, is to capture Jamie Lannister. And so, yeah, we get the whole... Whispering. whole whispering. bit of Rob's plan, essentially. And yeah, they capture Jamie Lannister, and Catelyn asks for her children her daughters her husband her brother her father back and jamie was jamie about it so they put him in irons and theon thought that they had won a great great victory but both stoic brooding rob and ever prudent catelyn point out that they still got a long way to go yet not to mention nameria showed up in that chapter yeah nate believes nameria may have been there i'm i'm warming up to it more and more i do think that's a possibility especially with her wolf pack later so that's we're gonna get a lot of that kind of theorizing here in this chapter because this episode we are reading Daenerys eight. We're jumping back across the narrow sea. It's... So last we left Daenerys, Drogo had been wounded after they had taken. But it was just a cut. He taken claimed. the city of the Lamb Men from Kal Ogo, and they took a bunch of slaves. But Drogo, yeah, had gotten cut on his breast, which had removed basically his left nipple and left a flap of skin, and. A magi, Miriam Asdor, was introduced. Miriam Asdor was introduced and healed him, and much to the dismay. Now, of just many you know, Zach Raggy. did finger quote magi because oh, yeah. up until this point, granted we're full spoilers, so she is a magi I mean, it, of some sort, perhaps. Like, but I have a lot to talk yeah. about that here shortly, and I'm sure it's been discussed before. But we're going to talk about it in our own and way. So yeah, so Drogo was told to keep on this poultice that she had made him for ten days, ten nights, no wine, no milk of the poppy. And you should be all good. And we pick up now with Danny, 
And Danny's riding behind Drogo. They're, the Kalisar is doing their, their usual travel for the day, and Danny's a bit behind Drogo, and she's fixated on the flies that are Buzzing. flitting about him on this brutally hot day. Yeah, the sun so is just beating down on them mercilessly. She's thinking about how much, how she's seen them. These are blood flies. They're big things. Big as bees. They're nasty, glistening fucking... Uh, I've been comparing them in my mind to when we were kids. They were horse flies. Mm. Big old things, yeah, but I feel like they're even bigger than those. And now out here, I feel like they're these, they're these weird black and purple bee-looking fuckers that flit around us here. As soon as I read this, I decided that I'll be taking this for our D&D game. And when you guys are out in swampy, hot jungles, these are going to be the blood flies that come and get you. They're they're just obnoxious and gross. Because, yeah, Martin... And they they filled Danny with dread, these blood flies, because they... they, these blood flies drain men of blood, men and horse alike. They're, they're blood suckers. And then they also lay their eggs in the corpses of dead in, things. Or in the dead and dying. Yeah. And so usually they're Yeah, gonna... so they're usually flying around the and dead and dying. I feel like while it hasn't been stated, similar to, you know, a Grimm in Harry Potter or just ravens in general or those types of it's things. It's an omen. It's an omen of yeah. death, you know. or And that's the dread she's uh, feeling. Yeah, that, so that's what I got as well. She thinks about how Drogo hates these things. Yeah. And typically, even if there's one flying around, Wah-pah! his hand will fucking Mr. Miyagi yeah. out and fucking snatch that shit up and he'll let it buzz in his hand for a minute, which I'm sure a lot of us did that as kids with flies. I used to catch them and put them outside yeah, and shit. I don't like to squeeze the life out of them because that's gross and, you know, I don't want that shit on my hands. Quick shout but, out to Lost because one of the grossest moments in it is Sawyer, my boy. He catches a tree frog that's really pissing him off, and he fucking crushes it. Yeah. In his hand. And I like, oh my god, that's just so hardcore, the, man. Anyway, yeah. So he would snatch them out quick as a snake and crush them in his hand to mm. where they were just a red smear. He hated them so much. But now they flitted about Drogo closer and closer, but the call did not react. His eyes were fixed on the distant brown hills. The reins of his horse loose in his hands. Miri Mazdur's poultice had itched and burned, and he had torn it off six days ago, cursing her for a magi. He had an herb woman mix up a mud plaster instead and made him poppy wine as well, which he'd been drinking heavily the past three days. If not poppy wine, some other sort of spirit. Now, and this is what makes me think that Miri Mazdor didn't have cruel intentions. I I agree, yeah. She specifically told him, keep this on, sing the songs, even if the songs weren't sung. Put this poultice on. Do not drink. I mean, Drogo's being a little bitch here to me. Yeah, like, yeah I agree. Oh, it burns. That's it. it itches. That's like, it. Obviously, I mean, I mean, we have the worldly view now of like our modern medicine, understanding that burning and itching is a sign of the 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 stuff healing. It, it's going to be uncomfortable as it heals because it's getting. But that she it, told him from the onset. He allowed her to work on him. Yeah. This is how it's going to go. You need to do these things. And she tells him there will be pain, but do not drink milk of the poppy or wine. Yeah, it's going to burn and itch for a while, but this is what needs to happen. And yeah, I never really picked up on how blazingly, brazenly he goes against what she yeah. said. He rips it off, has a new one made that's wet and soothing, cool mud, which isn't the same mixture she put on. Then he begins immediately heavily drinking, and that was one of the things she said for 10 days, no milk of the poppy, no wine. And if it's not... Well, because the only thing I can think of is... With modern medicine in mind, granted, I'm I'm dumb as shit when it comes to that because I'm not a fucking doctor, but I would imagine that's going to loosen the blood and move whatever's infection, infection in him throughout his body mm. even faster. So she has, like, 
at least an idea and a few other things that I'll bring up later on. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because Miri Master has some stuff to say on it herself, but yet Danny notes he ard- he hardly ate and he thrashed and groaned in the night and his face was becoming ever more drawn. Even Rago, restless and kicking in her belly, did not stir Drogo's interest as he once did. So I just imagine that to be Drogo's not boasting about his son as much as it's, he was. Yeah, he's know, not oh, even he feel over how, her. Yeah, feel how fierce my son is kicking in the belly. Like, mm-hmm. he's just out of it. Yeah, and so she sees one of the bloodflies land on her on his horse's ass, and the, the horse swats it away with his tail. Uh, as another one lands on Drogo's shoulder. Yeah. And just starts kind of skidding about. And as that one's crawling on his shoulder, another one lands on his neck and then starts crawling up his cheek into his mustache. Uh, and so as as Danny sees that, she's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, something's up because he hates these yeah, things. There's two of them. closer him. to him. And she calls out to him and he, he doesn't respond. He's swaying in the saddle. She and notices. she sees that fly on his cheek now crawl up almost into his nose and rest in that little crease between the ridge oh. of the nose and your cheek. And it freaks her the fuck out because, like, this thing's about to crawl up into him. And he hates these things. So she knows something's wrong. So she reaches out to touch him and he sways and tilts and he falls the fuck off his horse. Yeah. The end. Heedless this is it. heedless of her belly for once, Danny scrambles off her silver and ran to him, which now, is significant in showing how much Drogo actually does mean to her. So beyond that, uh I was thinking how do maybe she hurt her baby right there, mm. like heedless of her baby? She could have just jumped down. I mean, how do you get off a horse? I think I most people slide down by their stomach at least somehow. Yeah, and so either that or she just fucking jumped down, and so that can't be good for the yeah, kid. Yeah. And no, so well, there's a lot in this chapter that can't be well, good. That, for and the that's kid. it. And so I was thinking about that, like with how the baby's kicking currently. We know it's aliveish in there, probably. Yeah. Whether it's writhing because it's a scaly dragon beast thing. Or because, you know, she's fuck. it's just a baby ready to be born, but then her doing all this weird shit mixed with, you know... The weird shit The weirder come, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that was one thing I specifically was trying to pay attention to is her baby's reactions, because I wanted to try to pinpoint, like, where it might happen, yeah. where this thing affects this baby negatively, either Danny or Miri Mastur herself. And so, yeah, I was trying to pay attention for that. So she... Cried out, uh, Drogo cries out in pain as Danny kneels down beside him and he looks at her without recognition and just keeps gasping, my horse, my horse. And she brushes the flies off of his chest, noting how hot his skin is. He's feverish. So the Kyle's blood riders ride up, Koholo uh, vaulting from his horse and dropping to his knees beside Drogo. And Drogo just is moaning that he must ride. Yeah. He needs to He's ride. He's still trying to get back up. And and Hago, still mounted, says he fell from his horse. He fell from his horse. And Danny says, you must not say that. We've ridden far enough for today. We'll camp here. And Hago is instantly like, this is no place to camp. No looking around. Problem. There's nothing. I mean, it's not a place. There's no protection. There's no water or food sources. It's just a shit spot that she's just... Demanding and Kotho, the winner, says it is not for a woman to bid us halt, not even a Khaleesi. And Danny repeats, "We camp here." Hago, tell them Drogo commanded the halt. My time is as my time is near, and I requested it. Koholo uh, bringing the slaves to erect the call's tent at once. Kotho, and he cuts her off, saying, "You do not command me, Khaleesi." And she goes on, "Find Miri Mazdor, bring her to me with her chest." And he glares at her. The magi, he spat. This I will not do. 
You will, or Drogo will hear why you defied me. And furious, he wheels his horse around and takes off, but yeah. Danny's confident he'll return with Neri. Right, so the slaves get her tent up and running, and the handmaids bring Drogo inside, and they lay him on a mat that's now been set in the floor yeah, in there. Yeah, start stripping And him. all he kept muttering the whole time was just, no, no. Which, no. I think it's it's pretty funny, because Danny notes she's saying this as if it's the only thing he can right now in his feverish state, but in her... The first time she meets him, she asks him, is no the only thing you know how to say? Right. And, and it's that breakdown of communication. They are being reverted back to their earliest yeah, stage in yeah. their relationship right here. And But we're seeing the growth. Danny is now, at this point, about nine months pregnant with his child. She's utterly devoted to him, whereas back when they had the breakdown of communication yeah. last time it was more fear, fear exactly. and yeah so i just thought it was an interesting sort of pullback right before the end of their relationship and so yeah they begin removing drogo's clothing and danny posts guards as outside as she doesn't want anyone seeing drogo this yeah. way and eroa a lamb girl that Danny had saved looked at Drogo and whispered so he dies um i think that this might be the first girl that was is saying, what I'm thinking yeah. is the way that it is meant to be taken. Um, but, yeah, so Danny slaps Yuck. her. Now, I get the emotional trauma she's going through right now. Her husband's dying. She's having birth. Like, all this crazy shit's going down. But for somebody that's so about rescuing slaves, mm. like, first she said get the slaves to erect the tent. Yeah, like, yeah. She's done – I mean, she's done what she could. She did take her hundred or so there. But, no, she is a good person, but, but she's – she's. it's that – it's – I mean, check your fucking privilege, Danny. That's it. It's, you know, you're still ordering slaves around to do your menial And so tasks, to see her just it, slap yeah. this slave, it's like, whoa. Well, that – Actually, like, even I would. I think goes to I emphasize would, yeah, how emotionally how distraught it, she is. And so that's what it is. Like, I don't think not, it's her it's turning It's not Viserys. a slave thing. It's not I'm Viserys better than you. This is a... straight up her, like, don't speak that out loud. Don't say that he's dying out loud because I can't yeah, come to yeah. terms with that. Yeah, and she panicked. Yeah, and no, so. I get it. But. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it is It is intense, though, because until this point, we've only seen Danny strike out at Viserys. Right, and right. so the fact that it's this young girl that she's saved from rape if it's one of the lamb girls so danny says the kyle cannot die he is the father of the stallion that mounts the world his hair has never been cut he still wears the braids his father gave him khaleesi jiqui says he fell from his horse and, and then Danny loses. Yeah, it. internally she like, turns away. She knows what it means. She like it's this is the Dothraki. She's the, yeah, the rule. A call who could not ride could not rule, and he fucking fell. Yeah. Like no ifs ands. And there's or buts. no way to keep it secret. She'd seen it as had his blood riders, her handmaiden, the men of her cause. There was no way it wasn't going to get out to the rest of the Kalasar that Drogo fell from his horse, and that's yeah. the one. Boo boo in right. the Dothraki. So Danny ignores them and their complaints. We and must says he needs him. a bath, yeah. a cold bath, because he's hot. He is fire in human skin. Yeah. And um, so the slaves bring the tub, and yeah. the handmaidens begin to fill it. And Danny again demands to know where Miri Mazdor is. And as they're readying the tub, Danny undoes 
Drogo's braids, which is just such a symbolic. Well, because even she points out that it's just like the night that they he had first taken her, mm-hmm. and that same breakdown of the communications. And we us get back there her again. her absolute denial here as she's undoing his braid, laying his bells aside carefully as he would want them when he was well. She told herself. Just that refusal to accept that exactly. he's not already past the point. And her sweet little moments interrupted by Ago poking his head in, announcing, The Andal is here! And we know that the Andal is Jorah, yeah. because so he's she says, white send guy. him in, because she trusted Jorah. He would know what to do. I, I really like that. Danny rises and tells Ago to send him in. She trusted the knight. And there's going to be, like, I think that at this point he has grown fond of yeah. Danny. Yeah, yeah. And so any kind of retaliation or out-of-character remarks are purely as a a disgruntled father figure, less more so than a traitor who's bold. trying to sneak. Jorah gets bold. Yeah, he does. But he enters, and he says, Talk goes all over the Kalasar. It is said that Khal Drogo fell from his horse. And so there we go. It's yeah. already spreading. And Danny pleads for him to do something. Help him. For the love you claim you bear me, help him now. So Jorah kneels down beside Drogo in her, and he says, send your handmaids away. And she does, with her throat tight with fear and eerie, hurts the other girls out of the tent. And once alone, Jorah draws his dagger and delicately scrapes away the leaves and the dried mud. So I wrote down this part here. Sir Jorah broke the dry mud with his knife, pried the chunks from the fleshy, from the flesh, peeled off the leaves one by one. A foul, sweet smell rose from the wound so thick it almost choked her. The leaves were crusted with blood and pus, Drogo's breast black and glistening with corruption. Basically, it's saying that his chest has, it's dead. It's dying. The skin, the flesh, what's going on under there, like, he is... We've, we talked about it a little bit before recording. In the, the work that Nate and I have both done, you currently are still doing... It's called decomp. That's the decomposition. This is, this is a decomp case, essentially. And, and, yeah, decomposition. And uh, George Martin does an Captures absolutely it. amazing job of capturing that stench of decomposition mm-hmm. that accompanies the decay. The ammonia yeast. The sweet, sweet foul, And the thickness of it. And how it hits you. Because yeah. Danny it's almost just, starts to gag and And retch. that's it. It's just out of the, yeah. just this as wall. As soon as you move mm-hmm. you know, the, the body and, and the, the, the sight of it, too. That black, black, glistening, glistening, almost marble yeah. Where there's the white, it's just, he he paints a very vivid image. Clearly Martin has seen a uh, deceased corpse or two, or just done some extensive studying, because he absolutely perfectly captured the... The death and decay that lies under that that case. And yeah, and it never hit me until, you know, doing the job, and now with this reread, that yeah, if... If I had read this book first with doing the job and n- just now, I would immediately be like, oh, he's dead. Like, he's, yeah, he's dead, dead, dead. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. That's, he's, and that's what I was thinking, He's got too. rotting, decaying skin on his chest. He, This poor dude is fucked. And so, yeah, he reveals the, the gross, and Danny whispers no as tears are running down her cheeks. And Jorah lays it says, out. Your call is as good as dead, princess. And Danny is just... Uncomprehensible. She can't. Yeah. She takes Drogo's hand in hers, and she's like, "It, it was only a cut. It, it can't. He can't die." And she says, "I will not let him die." Ha! Jora bl- out loud bark laughs. Like I picture the hounds laugh. laugh yeah. Like ha! Yeah, yeah. Khaleesi, and, your queen. That command is beyond your power. 
and he goes on to say that we don't have the time for you to grieve over him. We must go quickly before he dies. And she, it hasn't even landed that he's asking them to go. It uh, hasn't even landed right, that, that he's going to die. Yeah. yeah. And so she says, well, where shall we go? And he says, well, a shy. We're going to go to a shy. From there, we can catch a boat. We can skirt down up to Pantos. Like, we need to just do you get... Tr- do you trust down. your cause? Will they come with us? Do you trust the men of your cause? And will, Which I was actually surprised. And I think that, to me, is the most telling, that Jorah's fully on her side now. Because yeah. he's willing to, you Get know, her away. Get her away and accept the help of the Dothraki that are absolutely yeah, loyal to yeah. her. Like... Will these strong young riders help, help you? you? Do you think you have their absolute loyalty? Because we need them. Like, if we're going to fucking do this, we need to go now, and we're going to need them to get the fuck out now. of this. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then, again, Dana gets a prophecy later on in the books about to go forward, you must go back, to go east, you must go west, yada, 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 yada. One of the things is... That's like her next chapter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of them is to, uh, what is it? Go, the shadows of a shy. Go forward, you must pass beneath the shadow or something like that. And a lot of people believe that reference to shy. And so there's been a ton, a ton, a ton of speculation of whether or not Danny will be going to a shy. I think Martin himself has actually commented on it that he doesn't plan on putting any POV characters in, the, in a shy. To where we get to see But we like. might get it in flashbacks mm-hmm. or something like that. But... Do you think there is a connection with Danny and Ashai in any way? Like it's, it's. I mean, I don't. This. Is, I don't think it's necessarily a connection between Danny and Ashai so much as the the magic that Ashai is supposed to represent. This this mystery and this dark because everything we know of Ashai is just that shadows and magic and mystery and dark and you know it's we're supposed to assume that it's this evil terrible place the dragon eggs are from there that's where you know the mage weavers are from yeah, yeah, the, the blood, blood mages, mages yeah the, you know and so it's all sorts of crazy shit like that but I don't because I don't know that she would she's ever going to make it there or have I don't any th- I don't believe she will but it just seems to me that that it's calling to I her. feel like a shy is more of a red herring almost like that's not what's being referenced there I mean I'll have to look more into it yeah, again yeah. obviously there's tons and tons of discussion about it I already, just feel but... like there's something for Danny to learn in a shy there's some and maybe and maybe that's Marwin the mages and or maybe it's referencing Quaith and her like, relationship that's with it. I don't for... I don't see the need that she needs to absolutely go there but I feel like there is some detrimental and actually just saying Marwin the mage kind of just did it for me I think that could be it where there's some piece of information she needs from a shy and it needs but to she be could delivered. potentially get it by Samwell Tarly, who's with Marwyn. Well, that's what I'm saying is be I the... believe at the end of dance, Marwyn's on his way to go meet with exactly. Danny. Exactly, he 100 And now is. knowing that he's he, from, he was he in Shai, so maybe trained Miri exactly that it could be that exactly. And where, so he could be bringing the hey the, in Shai, I learned some shit exactly. about dragons, and the, you're the last dragon lord. Queen, this is what so we need for. This is what we need to do because mm-hmm. shit's going ham. So yeah, I just a shy with Danny. I'm always curious because Quaith, I feel like is diddy bopping around a shy right. a lot. And so anyway. Danny is not sure if the cause of her uh, the men of her cause would come with them. But she asks why they should flee. I am Khaleesi. I carry Drogo's heir in my belly. He will be call after Drogo. Yeah. And Jorah frowns and says, Princess, you have to listen to me. The Dothraki will not follow a babe. It was Drogo's strength they bowed to. Only that 
when he is gone, there will be fighting amidst the Coes, and this Kalisar will devour itself. The winner will want no rivals. The boy will be taken the moment he is born and given to the dogs. Yeah, and the only reason, <clears throat> excuse me, the only reason that it's that way and they won't just kill her and the baby is because she was a Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. And they do have traditions that she needs to go to Vestothrak. Because the Blood Riders of, which we'll get a little bit more on later, the Blood Riders of Khal Drogo are required to escort the Khaleesi to Vestothrak. And then from there, they have to join Drogo. So they have to die. Yeah, now, they, does that mean they go kill themselves? Or do they go find like, a fight? They go find, like, the biggest, I baddest. think it's if there's a fight, but I think they're kind of, once the Khaleesi's delivered, they're on a timetable. And I think if it comes to it, they will straight up, like, seppuku themselves. Yeah, 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 and just, just for the honor of my call type thing. But I'm pretty sure it would be, let's try to find a fight first yeah. and die that way. But, yeah, she's terrified by the thought of her baby giving to the being given to the dog so she hugs herself protectively and asks why why would they kill a little baby and he says he is drogo's son the crones say he'll be the stallion who mounts the world better to kill the child than risk his fury in manhood which leads her to thinking about her well the the child kicks as if right yeah and like fucking goddamn this kid and now so, that's, I mean, with the common of uh, how common it is for a baby to be kicking. Well, you yeah, know, but and, that's but every absolutely. single thing we know of Danny is saying that this is not a normal pregnancy a- at all. And yeah, so she starts thinking about how uh, Aegon Ray- and Rainis, Rain, Rayla, Ray- uh, Rainies, Rainies. Thank you, Rayla. Uh, I don't. Fucking, it's been a long day. Yo, what up, Rayla? It's not been a, Rayla's a cool name that I just came up with, I think. Yeah, she thinks of Rhaegar's children and what the usurper's dogs had done to them, which I just think it's funny that she's comparing the dogs of the Kalisar to, like, Tywin Lannister in the mountain. And... So I also liked the idea of saying the dogs that did it and uh, the hound. You think, you know, the mountain's the one that actually did it. His brother is the hound, almost like he's getting this this mm. reputation as well for... And yeah, dashing the infant's head against the stone wall, that was the way of men. They must not hurt my son, my cause, and Drogo's blood riders. And, and Jorah cuts her off and is like, no, like, you need to understand. The blood riders, they are done once Drogo's dead. They will be taking you, delivering you, and then fucking themselves off. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that. She doesn't want to go back to Vastothrak, obviously, and live with those terrible old women, and yet Jorah spoke it true, she knows. So, Drogo had been her shield, essentially, but she says she will not leave him, and she takes his hand. I will not. And Miri Mazdor enters. What up? And the day's marching had left her limped, limping and haggard. And behind her came Kotho and Hago carrying her chest. Yeah, now, just because I think it's important to point out, you know, this woman that's helping them and doing what she can and being fucking just shit on. Still forced to walk. Her feet are, like, blistered and bloody, it said. Like, yeah. She's fucked up. She's an older woman. She's walking. She's hobbling. She's limping. Like, she's fucked up. But they're, oh, we saved you. Now fucking heal him. Mm-hmm. You didn't do shit. You've been forcing her to march for days, weeks, who knows how long. Well, less than ten days, I would imagine, because it was six days ago or some shit like no, that. No, this but is happening the exact same time as Whispering Exact Wood same too. time. Exact Whispering same time. Wood, too. It's Down all the last ha- second. Everything in this last Rob part Rob just of got the stoic look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, upon catching sight of Drogo's wound, Hago dropped the chest, and Quotho swore a foul oath. And... 
Miri studies Drogo and just says, The wound has festered. The wound has festered. This is your work, Magi, Kotho said. And then Hago punches Mad- Miri Mazdor right Blast in the face. Blast her in the mouth, yo. Knocking her to the ground <sighs> and then kicking her where she lays. And, and Yeah, Kotho pulls Hago off saying, She is not worthy of the kicks. We will stake her out front and let all men who want her have her. And when they're all done, the dogs can have her too. And then the weasels can eat her fucking eyes out. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, he hauls, hauls Miri up to her feet and Danny says, I will not have her harmed. And Kotho smiles a mocking smile. No, you say me no. Pray we do not stake you beside your magi. You did this as much as her. Yo, fuck. Yeah, like he just said he's going to stake the queen, the Khaleesi, and let her be raped. And let her be raped by Kalasar. Everybody, yeah. Fuck. Jorah stepped between them, loosening his long sword in its scabbard. Rain in your tongue, blood rider. The princess is still your Khaleesi. Only while blood of my blood lives, when he dies, she is nothing. And Danny feels a tightness in her. And she says, before I was Khaleesi, I was the blood of the dragon. And then she looks at Jorah and says, Jorah, summon my cause. Which is uh, essentially her saying, we're coming to fuck you up to escort you the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, we will go for now, Khaleesi. And Hago and Kotho exit from the tent, scowling. And Jorah pulls uh, a Hal Mullen. They don't seem to like you, Khaleesi, is essentially what he tells her. Yeah, that one means uh, you no good. And she says, Sir Jorah, I may have need of your blade. Best go down your armor. She was more frightened than she dared to admit, even to herself. And he says, as you say, and he strides from the tent. And as he leaves, Danny turns to Miri Mazdur, and she says, and now you must save him. Well, because Miri says, so you have saved me once more. And Danny oh, says, yeah. yes, and now you must save him, please. You do not ask a slave. She you replied. Tell her. She replied sharply. Yeah. And was that mocking? Oh, yeah. And just, you don't tell that's a slave. That's what Drogo said, yeah. And that's, I mean. Command it, me, Khaleesi. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And Miri asks about the poultice that she had made and says, I'd put that stuff on. What what happened to that? And Danny explains to her how it burned and itched, and so he had it taken off, and the herb, herb woman had uh, replaced it with the mud cast. Mm. And Miri says, it burned, yes. There is great healing magic in fire. Even your hairless men know that. Speaking of the eunuchs that uh, the Kal- Kalasari usually do to the- boil infection exactly. out, corruption out, yeah. And Danny asks, well, make him another poultice. I'll make sure he keeps it on this That time has passed, my lady. All I can do is ease the dark roads before him into the nightlands. He will be gone by morning. And the words were a hot knife in Danny's heart. She had finally found a safe place, was finally going home, found love and comfort, only to lose it all. No, she pleaded, save him and I will free you, I swear it. You must know a way, some magic. So, Miri Mazdur here kind of rolls back onto her heels and studies Danny. And this is where the beginnings of my... What I'm going to kind of roll out, and again, it may have been discussed heavily by many, many people before me. If so, I'm unaware of it. I apologize for my ignorance. I think this is her deciding, I can't do shit for this bitch. I'm going to pretend like a motherfucker, though. And so I think she learned some stuff in a shy, absolutely. 
I don't know that it's necessarily real magic. Just like uh, there's, I think there's certain levels, like kind of like glamour with Melisandre, where mm. I don't think that that's some high class shadow magic. I feel like that's some fairly simple trickery and you know light magic that can be used. I think that's all that Miri Mazdur does here. That everything she's doing is just tricks and fucking with them. Well, and it, I'll explain with my yeah, evidence yeah, no, throughout I, as we go. I, but. I think I know what you're you're talking about because I agree. But she says there is a spell. But it is hard, lady, and dark. Some would say death is cleaner. I learned in a shy and paid dearly for the lesson. My teacher was a blood mage from the Shadowlands. And Danny went cold all over. Then you truly are a magi. Am I? Miri smiled. Only a magi can save your rider now, silver lady. And Jesus Christ with yeah, that. So that like, line, because she smiles at her. Am I? Mm. Like... You're the one calling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never named myself a Magi. No, I was a healer. I was, I was a exactly. God's wife. I, that's the only title Miriam Mazdor has given yes. us. I was God's wife I at was the taught temple. these things, I learned this, and mm-hmm. I know how to do this. Um, but the interesting thing is, at when we first meet her, we get, she learned anatomy from a, a Maester Marwyn. Right. Now we're getting that she also had a blood mage teacher right. in a shy as so, well. Now we know we know what what's going to come out of Danny, this shadowy skin thing. Yeah. What do you think would have come out of Melisandra if she didn't know all the spell when she's releasing a shadow demon baby into I, like, I, I don't that's just speculation on speculation. Right. So somebody that doesn't have all the the knowledge of the spells or has never done it before or only done it once with guidance, perhaps turning a regular baby into a shadow demon baby, she fucked it up. And so I mean, to what end would she want a friendly shadow baby assassin type thing? So not maybe not a, a sh- shadow baby, but trying to utilize the life force the way that 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 spell does to create something new. Maybe she was trying to put that into Drogo to bring him to life, and it attached to. Danny's. See, I think I think you had the right of it earlier. Where I so think no, it's, I, it's more smoke and mirrors. So that's I think what I'm going to stick with. Magic here, it's magic to just preserve Drogo as he is. Right, it's right. to keep him not dead. Which is more what I still feel. I'm just kind of. I never really picked up on it that Drogo is essentially in his catatonic state all this chapter. Yeah, he's. Staring blankly ahead, he can only answer in grunts. Like he, he's done. He's, he's done. already dead. And so it seems to me that all Miri is doing is keeping his heart beating while everything exactly. else is fucked up because of the infection. Right. There isn't a high class of magic here. So I think you're right. In the rest of Smoke and Mirrors, I have some things to say to that. So Danny asks, Is there no other way? No other. And Drogo gasps out in pain right at this moment, and which so is she perfect. Says, Do it. Do it. And she was the blood of the dragon. She must not be afraid. Yeah. Save him, she says. Yeah. And there Mary, is a price. Yeah. Mary warns her. Now, this is, again, uh, there's going to be some here because Danny says, you can, I have gold. You can have all the horses. It doesn't matter. Whatever you need. And she, she says, this is blood magic, lady. Only death may pay for life. And... Danny kind of freaks out. Death, she says, and starts thinking on how she said she would give her life for Drogo. But is that what she's really feeling? And finally she comes out with, my death? No, Miri promised. Not your death, Khaleesi. But that's all she says. Mm. She doesn't say whose death. And so here shortly we'll see that Danny's going to assume that means a horse's death. 
Yeah. She just takes that upon herself to assume that that's that. But Miri Mesder specifically states that the horse is there to provide blood, not a life. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, essentially, yeah. She's saying that your child's going to die, whether or not it's the magic of the spell, or maybe Miri Mazdor already could feel that happening or something. I I don't really know. She also, as Danny's sort of prepping herself up for it, she mentions that her brother Rhaegar had died for the woman he loved. And I just think that's interesting because uh, we've gotten quite a few mentions of Rhaegar dying for the woman he loved from Daenerys. And that just basically made me think that I'm pretty sure that Danny and Viserys both know Rhaegar was in love with Lyanna. I know there's a lot of argument about it's basically what side you view the story from because Danny obviously views Robert as the usurper and Rhaegar as in a favorable light, so it would be he's doing it for the woman he loves instead of the woman he wants to rape and kidnap. But just... The fact that she's aware. How many stories Viserys has told, how many stories Viserys has told about his family, he's extremely p- proud of his family and everything. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets revealed that Danny knew Lyanna was pregnant and had just assumed that he was killed when all the other Targaryens were killed as well, yeah. along with Rhaegar's other children. And so when Jon Snow is revealed to be Rhaegar and Lyanna, she's going to be like, I heard of you. I know of you. Like, my brother Rhaegar came to court, according to Viserys, and boasted all about how he was about to have another son, yada, 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 or something along those lines. I just, That'd be sick. I that's, just feel like they are sense. aware, and well, yeah, it's not something like, yeah. that she's like, she's not just like, oh, yeah, Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar, I know how significant that is to everything. Yeah, he, she didn't say he died for this false woman. He, he died for the woman he loved. Mm-hmm. Like, she refers to him, at, uh, to Lyanna, as that woman. But And yeah. so, yeah, the Magi nodded solemnly. As you speak, so it shall be done. Call your servants. And so Drogo rides feebly as Rakaro and Quoro lowered him into the bath. And Miri commands, bring his horse. And so Drogo led the great red stallion into the tent. And when the animal caught the scent of death, it screamed and reared, taking three men to subdue it. What do you mean to do? Danny asks. We need the blood, Miri answers. And so Jogo edges back with his yeah, he's hand not cool on his rock, this. and he falls to his knees in front of Danny. Khaleesi, you must not do this thing. Let me kill this magi. And Danny, obviously. Yeah, he tells her this. Is, she's like, nah, what needs to be done? Kill her, you kill yeah. your call. And he's like, it's his blood magic. It's forbidden. And she tries to throw around that weight again of the Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Khaleesi, and it's no longer forbidden. And then she tries so. to justify it, and she says, in face Dothrak, Drogo I, slew a stallion. I think she does. And I ate a heart to give our son strength. This I, is the same this yeah. is the same. I think it's that ju- that in this I, in yeah, these terms, I can't argue it. There is no difference. They are performing a seance, a ceremony to slay a horse and have a woman eat the horse's heart to, to strengthen then strengthen and show. That's that. What? Yeah. Why is it any different to bathe than its blood? There's. They are doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I think it's. Yeah. I think she I, justified her justification it there. is okay, but it's this spiral. No, but yeah, of absolutely. Panic. The stallion is brought over to the tub where Drogo lay like one dead already. Miri was chanting in a tongue that Danny did not know, and a knife appeared in her hand. Danny didn't know how it got there. Old-looking hammered red bronze leaf shape with a blade covered in ancient glyphs. Yeah, Mary 
slits the throat of the horse, and blood poured f- out in a red yeah. rush. And with, she continues her chant. Yeah, with uh, her cause holding it up. This time speaking in common, strength of the mount go into the rider, strength of the beast go into the man. I really like the knife, first of all. Yeah. Um, leaf-shaped makes you it almost makes me think of children of the forest mm. and perhaps some magic and then the glyphs as well make me think of the uh dragon binder horn yeah uh, but i don't know that there's i think it's for show and i think oh, yeah and i think the way that she popped it out of non-existence helps to show a little bit of her slate of hand yeah 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 and it's, a, it's a and we like that's the best part of it is we get that from melisandre that before magic started actually kicking back on that's all it was. It was potions yes. in the fire and, and powders what I, in the fire. And that's it. That And that, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Danny starts thinking, it's only a horse. It's only a horse. And if that was the price of Drogo's life, she would gladly pay it a thousand times over. And I think that's funny that she's she's so nonchalant. And it's like you should realize here, like if it was that easy, don't you think everybody would be yeah. doing blood magic? So they let the horse fall, and nothing showed of Drogo but his face in the bloody tub, and Danny tells them to burn the horse carcass as Miri is done with it. So the men drag it out, and blood is just fucking everywhere Which on the leaves... walls, the tent, the floor. It's soaking into Danny's sandals. And, and this leaves three people in the room now. Miri, Four, counting Danny, Drogo. Drogo. And Oreo. And Oreo. Or E. And so here we get the most condemning evidence, I think. Miri tosses a red powder into the brazier. It smelled sweet enough, but Eroe fled sobbing, and Danny was filled with fear. I think that that's basically a. That's what it does. It's a hallucinogen. Yeah. It's that increases your heart rate. It gives you that flight or flight response. And so it's going to also cause slight images and stuff like hallucinations that. that's why Eroe took off because yeah. she immediately got hit by that yeah she just she started like, tripping dick and, and she's so like oh shit that uh now if all it takes for miri mazdur is to throw a second brazier with flames in that tent and the shadows are cast everywhere yeah. with just her dancing around yeah between jumping between a couple of them and so a, a ton of shadows can pop up all over the place yeah throwing and then throwing shadows. your voice changing your voice making it ululating is yeah. just very easy to do yeah no i think it's very showy and i think it's the first shit. time i read it i was taking i'm like yo and it got scared i was scared the, yeah, like it was scary like, that's fucking creepy but now i think it's in her, her in there just doing some shit and just dancing around as melisandre says most magic users do I did uh, air quotes most magic users do it's all show there's potions and powders to, to make, make men see and things and, and, this and that yeah. but it's all just for show and so yeah uh, Danny was filled with fear but she had gone too far to turn back now so she sends her handmaidens away go with them silver lady Miri tells her I will stay Danny says this is the man who took me under the stars and gave life to my son I will not leave him you must. Once I begin to sing, no one must enter this tent. My song will wake powers old and dark. The dead will dance here this night. No living man must look on them. I mean, there and you go. Stay out. Don't look behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's it. That's yeah. 100%. Don't come in here and just see me fucking diddy bopping around by myself. Now, I think you would ask me earlier after you finished taking notes, what did Jorah see? Which we'll get at the end of the chapter, but... 
I think we get that in Danny's next chapter where he was like, no, I walked in and it was, there was just some flames and she did it. And then I left and like, there was lots of blood and we pulled this gross thing from you. But I'm pretty sure he says that he walks in and everything was calm mm. and good and fine. And so, she was tripping. So yeah, Danny, but, Danny bows her head having no choice. No one will enter, she says. And she gives Drogo a final kiss. Bring him back to me, she tells Miri before she floods outside. And outside, the sun was low. Camp stretched as far as she could see. Jogo and Ago were digging a fire pit to burn the dead horse, and a crowd had gathered to stare at Danny with hard black eyes. Yeah. She sees Jorah amongst the crowd, now armored, pushing his way through the Dothraki to her side, and seeing the bloody flip the bloody footprints her sandals left, his face drained of color. What have you done, you little fool? Like, what have you done, you little fool? I mean, like he said, hoarsely. And, and no, absolutely valid, but it's more shit. Like, for him to just drop all yeah, courtesies. Yeah. And then, like, again, I don't. I don't well, necessarily like, blame him this time. literally a crowd. If they know, if the Dothraki yeah. were fully aware of what was happening right in there, like, if they could see it, move the tent out. There'd be a riot. It's a like, riot. I mean, we already, right about now, are going to get three people that just try to kill We're Danny going outright. to get a riot yeah. here. But th- it could have been a hundred so times Jorah's worse if they reaction just knew. Is tr- like, what you are completely blaspheming all of these people. You're doing it. You're, it's as stupid as when your brother came in and drew a sword mm-hmm. and faced Dothrak. Like, yeah, yeah. You are shitting on everything to do with these people. And she just says, I had to save him. And he says, we could have fled. I would have gotten you safe to a shy princess. There was no need. And she asks, am I truly your princess? And he says, you know you are. God save us both. Then help me now. And he grimaced, would that I knew how. And then Miri Mazdur's voice rose to a high, ululating wail. And she begins singing. And all those Dothraki people that were watching start backing away. And through the shadows, she could see the shadows reflected and cast on the tent that Miri Mazdur was dancing and not alone. Yeah, so actually while I was reading this with my new thought that it's all for show, her voice rising to the whale. And it reminded me of like when your son Jude is in trouble and he's in timeout yeah. and he's crying about it. And like he goes for that, like, oh, wait, it's been quiet and no one's paying attention. Right. So I'm going to do a I loud need to make cry sure, yeah. and put on the show. I need to draw show. the yeah. attention to people. Yeah. And, and, and so, that's it. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden there's these there's shadows. shadows now dancing. And that's it again. All it takes is for two braziers to be uh, braziers to be lit braziers, <laughs> uh, two braziers to be lit in there to cast crazy shadows yeah. all over the place. You see it with just a single fire around a campfire yeah. with the, fu- the the shadows that are bouncing and flipping. And Danny flopping. sees the naked fear on the faces of the Dothraki. Kotho, Hago, and Koholo returned. Danny wasn't sure. I I with. just uh, one more pause there. I really like George saying the naked fear on their faces in a way to say like. There, there's no confusion. There's no bewilderment. There's no, they're just fucking scared. Yeah, fucking scared. And that it was it's just straight a up cool blood way. magic. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, Kotho, Hago, and Koholo return with the eunuchs who healed with needle, knife, and fire. Yeah, they popped out of nowhere. Danny had no idea. And Magi, Hago calls Danny and Kolo. Old Koholo, who had always been kind to her, whose life had been Drogo as blood Drogo's blood rider since his birth, spat full in her face. Man. You will die, Magi, but not before the other, 
She must die first, Kotho said, drawing his rock as he made for the tent. Yeah, and Danny tries to hold him back and pull him, but he shoves her down to the ground. She manages to cradle her stomach before it hits, but again, getting tossed to the ground. Mm. Not good. Not good. Stop like, him. I know I'm not does. a doctor, but it's not good yeah, to push a pregnant woman the down. The like, of that, that baby. And know. I mean, I, it's just how much damage was done before Miri Mazdur had anything to do with anything. Mm. So, yeah, stop him, she cries. Kill him. She calls to her cause. Ricaro and Koro stood by the tent entrance. Koro took a step forward, but Kotho spun with his uh, rock, catching Kotho under the arm. Blood fountained as the young rider reeled back, and And, Kotho wrenches the blade free. Yeah, and Jorah steps up. Horse Lord! Try me. (laughs) And the two do. Yeah, he draws his long sword, and they go at it, and Jorah's... Kotho's speed seems to better Jorah pretty quickly as he's getting knocked backward, and Kotho's just shouting insults at him, calling him a coward, calling him a... Uh, just all sorts of yeah, nasty Yeah, mocking the shit. armor, all that shit. And Danny's son kicked wildly in her womb, followed by a sharp pain and wetness on her thighs. Her so, water broke. Her water broke. Yeah. And I don't know enough, because, you know, I am not of the female persuasion... That uh, I don't know if it's accompanied by pain when your so, water breaks. I don't I, think it's. I believe to for be. the most part it really depends on the pregnancy. Um, if you're already bad, uh, like if there's already problems in there before the water well, breaks, yeah. then yes, absolutely. But I would assume a normal, normal pregnancy, your water just breaks. Yeah, and, and it's again, kind this of, is just you know, maybe you know some discomfort and right. like some pressure, being like, oh yeah, something's up. Like, but as far as I'm aware, you're correct. There's yeah. not really much. And so pain there. yeah, that's probably not because right. I like because it made me think. Obviously, I was like, oh, her water broke, but I was like, is it blood? Well, is I think well, that's what I was there. thinking yeah. too. I think that a pregnancy and water can break due to like stress or yeah, yeah. High, bad things like that. And that that time, those times, it can be accompanied by pain because of the way it was induced. But again, I'm not familiar enough. So yeah, to... Kotho swings in and actually manages to get Jorah in the hip. And it gets deep enough to the bone, but it's a rock catches on the bone, and Ugh. Jorah manages to cut first at his arm and then at his face, which seemed to explode from the impact. And Quotho is dead. So the yeah. Dothraki were shouting. Miri was wailing in the tent like nothing human. And yeah, Hago goes off fighting, and Jogo manages to wrap his whip around the throat as Ricaro comes flying in with a fucking two-handed slam with his arac straight on top of Hago's, Hago's head, yeah, splitting him right down to the eyes. Someone chucked a rock, and Danny had noticed that her shoulder was torn and bloody, and she starts weeping. No, please stop it. The price is too high. Is more stones flew. Now, is she there referring to all the, the blood riders and the I friends to knows. die? I think or she now she's realizing what she caused between her baby, the I blood think she, magic. at this point, is fully aware that her baby is dead. Like, yeah. I, I think it's that, like, how much pain she's now in knowing that he's coming. Yeah, I think technically that was her shouting for Miri Maz Dord. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, stop. Yeah, the price this is, is too high. Everything's falling apart yes. around me. She's like, realizing it's My cause just had to kill Drogo's blood riders. Now my baby is, is probably dead. And I think that's it. She's realizing that's the life that has to be given. And so she tried to crawl for the tent, which is sort of solidifies it for me. She's trying to make her way there to stop Miri at this point. But Koholo grabbed her hair, pulling her head back, and a cold knife was placed at her throat. And she screams, my baby, and thinks the god must, gods must have hurt her because quick as that, Koholo was dead with Ago's arrow piercing his lungs and heart. 
So Danny lifts her head, and she sees that the Dothraki were going back to their tents or saddling horses and riding off. The yeah. sun had set, and she tried to rise, and agony squeezed her like a giant's fist, and inside the tent, shadows whirled. Oh, man. Yeah, it just so... fucking collapses, and man. She sees all these fires burning across the Kalizar, and I think some of them are just still campfires and dinner fires, but other ones have now raged out of control mm-hmm. because of just people trying to get the fuck out of there because there's blood magic going down. This is going to be known as a place that's cursed forever mm-hmm. by the Dothraki. By the Dothraki like, this location yeah. will now be haunted Avoided. forever. Sir Jorah uh, lifts her off of her feet, his face sticky with blood, half of his ear gone. She convulsed in his arms, and she hears him shouting. So right before that line said, there was a part with her, Miri's voice. It said, the sound of Miri's voice was like a funeral dirge. Mm. And I just thought that, you know, it was important to pull out with the baby, with drama, yeah, no, with I, everything like, happening. It was funny, because like, when I was going through, I was conscious of that, like where I wanted to know everything Miri said, but then I'm like, nah, like because I'm not buying it. It's all shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it may sound cool, like, ooh, a funeral dirge. That sounds like it's mystical and magical. Mm-hmm. Nah, this bitch yeah, is no, full of I'm shit. I'm not buying it. Like, yeah, no, me shit. neither. Not anymore. And so, yeah, he's shouting for her handmaidens to help her, and Danny thinks, are they all so afraid? But she knew the answer. Yeah, and so he f- yells at Doria to fetch the birthing women. They will not come. They and, say she is a curse. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Tell them to come or I'll have their heads. And she tells him the truth. They've all left. Mm. They were like, they fuck, no. Nah. The Magi, she hears someone else say, take her to the Magi. Was it Ago, she thinks? And no, Danny wanted to say, not that. You mustn't. What was wrong with them? Couldn't they see? And she tries telling them not to take Miri, but the only thing that comes out is a long wail of pain. Mm. And fuck, man. Like, she's, she's changed her mind. She do, And it, I don't think it's that she's changed her mind at this point. It's that she doesn't want to go in there with that all going on. Yeah. She's worked herself up, convinced that it's real, that she's going to get fucked. Not that she doesn't want the help to get the baby and born. And inside the tent, the shadows were dancing. Some did not look human. She glimpsed the shadow of a great wolf and another like a man wreathed in flames. Are we just getting some George Martin red herrings of Rob Stark and Stannis? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? If you're if you're making images for show and shit, why yeah. not a great beast of a wolf, mm-hmm. you know, to conjure fear and what looks like somebody burning, dancing no, around. Absolutely. Like, to me, it's just, yeah, what are some frightful things that yeah, would... Yeah, so I think that it, it, that's what I thought, was that, oh, these are just some scary things she's using as her show, but I feel like it's Martin using I think it it's as a red, a red hairy, hairy yeah. Ooh, like the Starks and, and... Like, we can now look back and be like, yeah, that kind of does... Uh, to me, it was Stannis, mm. you know, this he's going to be encompassed by the, the Lord of Light. And oh, I immediately he's thought the, Quentin. For and, <laughs> I didn't think he was going that far. I see it as Stannis because Stannis is only ten chapters away, nine chapters away for us technically. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just thought that that was funny because, again, fuck you. No. No, Mary. Fuck you. I don't don't believe any of it. Yeah, so Eerie speaks up saying, the lamb woman knew the secrets of the birthing bed. I heard her say so. And it says, no, Danny shouted, or only thought, for no sound escaped her lips. She was being carried, eyes opening to see a flat, dead sky black and bleak and starless the dothraki believe everything of significance has to happen under the open sky in view of the stars and there's not a single star in the sky to witness this night yeah like 
how fucking significant is that for them in this whole goddamn Dothraki? So it's it's an it's a it's blood magic. It, they're, yeah. the gods are not going to look on this. this is, is what I'm taking that, yeah, that at. Like they they are averting their gaze from this portion of the Dothraki Sea. As far as I would believe the Dothraki see it, they're not looking upon this because it's so abhorrent. It's so bad. This is not a moment of significance and importance. This is a moment of fucking the worst of humanity coming out. See, I again, I saw it as the opposite. I think that it's because they see that it's horse shit. There is no significance here. There's nothing actually yeah, out happening. of the wild going on, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's why the stars aren't there because... This is just a bullshit this isn't show a by a trickster. Moment. It's Drogo not is going to die. Right. The her significant baby is moment die. is when the real star comes out, the comet, when her baby is the life of that is given to the dragons. Mm. Like that's the real significant. This is all just show and horse shit, smoke and mirrors, and it's not significant. The sound of Miri's voice grew louder until it filled the world. The shapes, Danny screamed. The dancers, which the dancers just made me think of. Mummers. So I also wanted to we there's a lot of stuff brought about with the different dancers in in her uh, marine chapters as well as the fire dancers. The fire dancers, and then I also thought about the dancers at her wedding in the beginning of the book mm-hmm. here, and how they're just there seems to be some kind of significant. But again, Miri Mazdur's bullshit, and so I think the dancers she's th- seeing are the shadows and all that. Couple well, yeah, yeah, her, that's what she's everything. thinking. But to me, it immediately jumped to like Mummers. It's right, a performance. Yeah. And so, so the last line of the chapter. Sir Jorah carried her inside the tent. Mm. And so she's panicking. I think she's tripping out on some powdered stuff that was in the air, some spicy, sweet stuff. And she has fallen victim to this Mummers show, the Mummers farce. Yeah, I think she she bought it hook, line, and sinker, and now she's going to reap the benefits of that. Which is, we know that the the Kalisar is going to abandon her, or the men of her cause will stay by mm-hmm. her and her handmaidens. But for the most part, they're going to abandon her and leave her with the weak and infirm. And then Drogo's going to be catatonic and dead, essentially. And she's going to lose the baby. And that could potentially be connected to her gaining some dragons. Yeah, Not who too knows? sure, because only death may pay for life. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. Uh, Hell of a Danny chapter. Hell of a chapter. Hell of a Danny chapter. Mary Madstor, you, you red herring. And do you have a inductee? This one's a hard one to induct for, but yeah, uh, mine's gonna go to Mary, cause I, I, I mean, I say I'm not buying her shit, but I don't truly know. She could absolutely have cast some spell in there, and it failed. It went successfully. It did exactly as she wanted. It did nothing she wanted. I don't know. But I really like the mystery that George around surrounded her with because he adds a validity to her claim, mm-hmm. I think, by... Placing her in a spot where you can learn it, and it in a with spot, a name with of a, name a person, person that's actually... Significant mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. on in the books. And so, yeah, we trust that she does know something about something. And then the fact that she can at least make shadows appear and dance and sing in high yululating wails seems to imply that she knows some songs and some at least trickery that Melisandre straight up will tell us is is the way that yeah. it's done is people use powders and potions to fool men into thinking things are magic. And so, yeah, Mary Mazdor for just being that odd, allude, you know, is the shit she's saying true? No, probably not. Is she just a pissed off 
lady who was raped and watched her whole town and village burn down and everyone she ever treated and cared about? Yeah, probably that one. So I'm going to go for Miri Mazdur for just getting some good old-fashioned fucking revenge and yeah. setting out some, like, crazy fucking shit for it. Like, she did a whole show and presentation, mm-hmm. and so she's going into it. So, yeah, Miri Mazdur. Yours? I really want to change it now, but I mine Ow. was Miri. Oh, was it? And it's because she... To me, right now, she's the greatest showman on the fucking planet, mm. man. She she's very level, yo. She fucking sold this, like from the start. I think again that she genuine, genuinely was like, if I bring this guy back from the brink with just a little poultice, maybe they'll they'll show some leniency to me and my family mm-hmm. and the other lambs. And she gave him this poultice, and he straight up was like, "No, fuck you, bitch. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna follow your instructions." And then followed through with that. Yeah. By pulling the shit off, having it replaced with something more comfortable he killed himself you're an idiot Mm -hmm. you didn't listen you stupid fucking idiot and when she gets summoned back after days of marching after trying to save his life just to get this fucking oh you're stupid and then to get punched in the mouth for it like fuck you guys so yeah i can absolutely believe it and i do believe it after the reread looking through this shit it just seems so obvious and well like that's the brilliance of it is like if we question, because, you know, you, you go into this book, like, you're like, yeah, this is a fantasy novel. Like, there's a big wall made of ice. There's beings there's, made of yeah, ice walking around. So, happening. like, why wouldn't there be some crazy mage lady yeah, who's, like, you gonna... Don't question. And then, like, but when you read the book, you, you learn, you need to question fucking everything. There are unreliable narrators. Like, the people yeah. whose perspective we're reading it from are getting information wrong about themselves and things they have did. They're misremembering. So... We need to be the ones yes. to look through it, not these characters, and trust them to do it. And when you do that, Miri's shit doesn't hold that's up it, at man. all. And that's why, like, but at the same time, it, it can. It can. And so I'm calling her bullshit, but I think for that reason, I'm inducting her for being just the greatest showman. Here. Yeah. Just, she pulled this stunt off beautifully. Yeah, whichever way it went with it, whether it was an actual spell yeah. or just a performance. Yeah, I agree. So double Miri inductee for us two. We also got some great correspondence. We got one from our friend in France, Julian. Julian! And Julian, Julian says, another one of those Daenerys chapters that I don't really like reading. I am truly sorry. I really think, and I'm. you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is a very tough chapter. A lot of underlying stuff that you take at face value, everything that we just talked about, where it seems like she's just doing some magic, whatever, this is boring Danny bitching and Drogo dying, and I don't like that guy. But when you start looking at it with all these underlying meanings, I think it'll help pop it out a little bit more to you. Yeah. So anyway. he says, again, I'm sorry, but Jorah is going to be my inductee because that craven in an iron suit still managed to cut through Quotho. That couldn't have been an easy task. And it wasn't. He took no, it. He took yeah. his lumps. And he got fucked up for and it. he says, so creepy uncle wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, R.I.P. Drogo. Should have kept the Band-Aid with the little tear emoji. <laughs> Valor to Harris. Thank you, Julian. Thanks, that was Julian. Great inductee. Great inductee. Sorry you didn't like it. Uh, write yeah. us in and let us know why, specifically, if you didn't like that. Well, just because he did mention that he doesn't like Danny chapters to begin with, which is, man, I, I hate to say it, but it's going to get it worse for you because these yeah. are some of her best chapters in the series, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for your write-in. We yeah, have yeah. Uh, some more inductees from the Not-So-Silent si- not Sisters. Nice silent And so <laughs> they start with, he was a fire in human skin. Oh, bring on the waterworks. Uncept Afton and I were having a chat about this chapter while enjoying some spirits, and although we may not agree with the decisions that she made, we don't fault Danny for any of it. Mm. 
I agree with I that. I agree. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. No. It's interesting because we are admittedly quite critical of the female characters, but she's different. We concluded that it has everything to do with how alone she is. Growing up, she only ever had her shit-stained brother Viserys and was dropped into a world she didn't know with a language she didn't understand, but still carried on with admirable strength. Not to mention the fact that she's a pregnant child bride. It's hard to pinpoint because we see so many characters go through unspeakable tragedies, but her story, at least to us, is the most heartbreaking. Mm. Just when when she's finally starting to feel like she's found a home, it's taken away from her. Of course, having already read the series at least once, we know all the this was necessary for her to transform into the person she was destined to be, but shit, she's just a scared little girl and it's painful to read. One thing I noticed during this reread is how even though she's clearly distraught and displaying emotion, she's already starting to disassociate. Uh-huh. If you pay close attention, you notice she doesn't always call people by their names when she's thinking. She calls her handmaids the slaves, Drogo her lord husband, or the call, and Jorah is the knight. Also, when she's looking at the tent and sees the shadows of a wolf and a man wreathed in flames, it seems like a reference to John, Ghost, and the white he fought. He, d- Yo, he just laid some facts on me right there. Think, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I didn't even think of that shit. It does. You are absolutely correct. So I did want to touch on um, the dissociating people with calling her slaves, uh, her handmaid slaves mm-hmm. and stuff. Because Zach and I have mentioned the handmaids and slaves one, but uh, I didn't put that connection together. She does that with everybody, and you're right. She absolutely, absolutely does call, and that's throughout a lot of the chapters. The, uh, the disassociation, I actually had a note on it, and I didn't bring it up, and I don't know why, because I wanted to bring it up in conjunction to Catelyn, who also, mm-hmm. in our last chapter, began disassociating with Jamie Lannister, right, right, Rose, and it's 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 an odd comparison where Catelyn and Danny don't really get compared much, but which I think is neat they both kind of have that turn into. We had uh, Danny compared a bit to Sansa with uh, the naivety at first, mm-hmm. but she she was forced to mature quickly. Already, so now yeah. we're already seeing comparing her to the mother, mm-hmm. the matron of the series so far, and so she hasn't even become the mother of dragons yet, which is what the mothership she'll be known for is. But she's already starting to have some of those qualities the that Cat, yeah. the, the mother, has. So for this chapter, Unsepta Brandy will be inducting Ser Jorah to the Sisterhood. He may be a fucking creep, but there's no doubt that he saved Danny's life in this chapter. Despite the chaotic upheaval surrounding them, he's able to keep a ma- rational mindset. This is probably the only time in the series when I can actually admire Jorah, so I'll savor it while I can. Yep. Valid. We've definitely gotten a Jorah in because of the same reasons. I think the last Danny chapter was Jorah for me. Yeah, because he becomes such a fucking awkward creeper that it's just hard Mm -hmm. to like him throughout some of the rest of the series, but agreed. Uncepta Afton has no inductee. Oh, shit. As I feel no one in this chapter is worthy of becoming part of the sisterhood. Danny is maddeningly stupid. Drogo literally has no idea what's going on. <laughs> True, but a coma will do that too. Yeah. <laughs> the Blood Riders and other Dothraki only want to fight and kill with their stabby sticks. Curved stabby sticks. True. Danny's handmaids are a bunch of cowards, and Miri Mazdur is a psycho witch woman. I think she's a psycho show woman, but I can understand that. Jorah could be inducted, but for what? Doing what he's supposed to do, making sure Danny survives? None are worthy. That's it. Why are we rewarding people for doing what they're expected to do anyway? Get the fuck out of you here, know what? Jorah. Afton, your inductee can be you this week for that inductee because 
I think that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I love it so, so much. As always, all men must die, but we are not men. The not so silent sisters. God damn. Great fucking yeah, points. Thank you guys. Thank you, not so silent sisters. Julian, thank you guys for writing in those were great. We always love the points of God discussion damn, I up. really enjoyed this chapter, but we are we are running a little bit long little here. Longer, so yeah. we're gonna quickly bust out our socials. If you liked uh, the not so silent sister and Julian inductions. You can send in your own, and we will read them out here gladly. And you can find us on all the socials. Without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com is the most e- uh, common way to get a hold of us. Yeah. The Instagram is at manners without. I'm on Twitter at manners without. Zach is on Twitter at carstark92. That's carstark with a C and two R's, not a K A R. And we're also on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Brotherhood Podcast. We have our Patreon where we put out currently the sample chapters from Winds of Winter where we do the same thing we do with these chapters just for the future ones. If you want some very most current stuff relating to the full series at the that end. That are actually subject to change. In very much editing so. Editing in the final book. So let us uh, go to the Patreon. Give us a couple dollars. Helps us. It all goes back right into the podcast. Any rate and reviews you guys. you guys can give us are always appreciated. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, any of that. Next episode we're reading Aria. I don't know what five, Aria five and it's Ned's last chapter at all he's and dead Arya's he's last done. chapter of the book and this is Ari's last chapter of the so book. yeah we'll be reading Ned Stark's death and Arya's last chapter after Arya five we will be reading Bran which is his last Bran chapter. seven which is his last that'll be him having some visions of the crypts of Winterfell and yeah. the news of Father's landing, yeah, and so yeah, we're we're in the final eight chapters. Yeah, so of... with Arya, that makes eight chapters left of the book, and we're really coming down to the end here. Man, God damn it, I'm so excited. Yeah, these God are just damn it. These have just been some friggin' smack you in the face chapters so far, just one after the next. Bloody hell, Harry. So. Let us know what you guys think. We can't wait to hear from you, and we look forward to joining you on the next one. Valor Harris. Peace. Peace.